this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Jeff is back. Crystal hits the ground running, and Fallon's hair always looks that good. Everybody wants to rule the world, especially in the Carrington household. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let that mother burn. We are talking CW's Dynasty Season 3, Episode 4 Something Desperate. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, the buzz. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Let the mother burn. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought the entire house was going to go up in flames. I know, because we saw what happened the other season, and the whole house is in flames. Well, basically, most of it. Exactly. It wouldn't be the first time, and so I didn't think it was going to be the last time, especially the way it was set up. A gas leak of that magnitude for that amount of time, I felt like there was going to be a much larger explosion, but of course... There wasn't. It did have some consequences, but were the consequences as dire as we think? I don't know. We're going to find out as we talk all things CW's Dynasty Season 3, Episode 4, Something Desperate. Uh, If you haven't been watching this after show, I don't know what you've been watching. All the way to my left, we have the return of the Queen of Dynasty herself, a Carrington in the flesh. Maddie Potts is with us. Uh, Yes, I'm happy to be back. This was a very interesting episode. Do we think this... A whole show is turning into a musical. We'll find out. I hope not. I hope not. But I do hope that we talk a lot more. And of course, I am Tehran. Literally, I am Tehran. And I host and panel on this and a slew of other After Buzz After Shows. So make sure to check me out at all times. We're going to be breaking down this episode as thus. Adam vs. Crystal. That power struggle is a thing. Dominique comes clean but gets her hand dirty. Or at least she says she did. Fallon's Hail Mary. Oh, she tossed it. Good. Good. Touchdown. Kind of. Wine taste. Tasting, that tasting wine, wine tasting party, hotel guest, that special hotel guest we have now. Liam remembers but kind of forgets. Kirby, goal! Things <laughs> blow up in Adam's face, and I mean that theoretically, hypothetically, and literally. That, the musical, 
we do have a special segment, Wow! The outfit that wowed us the most during this episode. And, of course, we have some news and gossip, which we always give you those breaking news stories and our predictions, which are always on point and much, much more. So you're going to want to stay tuned. What were your overall thoughts, Maddie, of this episode, uh, CW's Dynasty Season 3, Episode 4, Something Desperate? I had anxiety since I saw, like, since the beginning and the dog, you know, switched the gas thing off um like the switch or whatever so i i had anxiety from the get-go being like okay the, is the house gonna burn down something's gonna happen i thought the house would be up in flames from you know dominic trying to sabotage the wine tasting party and then the gas leaking Fallon going you know hallucinating um so then i I like the episode, but I, I kind of got confused with all the singing. So I said to myself, is this going to be sort of like a musical from now on? But um, in the end, it all made sense. And I'm actually happy to see Adam, you know, not don't see like I don't want to see him hurt, but just kind of get what was coming from him because he's always trying to ruin everyone else. Right. So it maybe now he'll kind of calm down because he really like gets on my nerves like with trying to sabotage Fallon and be in charge of everything and then obviously this episode with Crystal so that was a little bit of relief I know it sounds bad (laughs) to say out loud but good episode I think it was it was very on edge I really want to see Liam and Fallon reunite but there's still hope Maybe down the line. We will see. I thought it was a great episode. Very fun. I'm not usually a fan of musicals, but they were apt and appropriate in this specific setting. Also, we're not getting this towards the end of the season. We're getting this in what is the first half of a story arc that's building up, and they've built it right. So I don't feel like this was an attempt to stretch. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The episode, more so to add a little bit of humor and fun and show off some licensing because they did have some good properties. I enjoy the Dominique storyline as it's Mm -hmm. unfolding. I cannot wait to understand more about what's going on with Dominique, who she really is and what her intentions really are. I enjoy the the battle between Crystal and Adam. These two new Carringtons are now in a power play and a struggle for one another. Let's see how that breaks down. If Adam who now got his just deserves Mm -hmm. is actually going to be humbled by this experience or come out even more ruthless than before as he might feel he has nothing to lose. And Crystal, of course, is showing her cards, but maybe a little too soon. She's She's playing this field where she understands that Adam is a worthy foe, as she is seen and points out with Fallon. But the truth of the matter is, does she or can she survive enemies at this point? point because adam points it out i'm blood you're not yeah my father goes to wives the way we go through businesses basically so that plays out of course it's it's great to see fallon 
play her role in trying to actually get Liam back. She really is in love with this guy. She really wants him back. But a part of me thinks she just can't help lose. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't like losing. She doesn't like losing. So I'm interested in seeing if that's going to be a trope that plays out through more of the season and more in the storyline where it's simply, I don't want to lose Liam because I hate losing as well. Yeah, I think that he'll be back. I, I hope so. We'll see. Yeah. Liam was a very integral part of season two. So it'd be nice. And of course, season one, but mostly season two. So it'd be nice to see him come back. We do have some unfinished business there. And they mm. have not been utilizing Fallon in any other way except for the Liam storyline. So what will they do when Liam is no longer involved? What will Fallon's role be then? And watching the hotel and Anders and Kirby, I feel like there's something going on there with Anders and Kirby. He keeps riding her and just going off on her he's he's almost tired of her shit and it's just it's almost abrasive and aggressive to watch this play out and colhane finding his path but let's see if he finds his way there's just so much going on let's break Mm -hmm. it down first with the adam versus crystal we see that over the wine tasting and the position in the winery They are having a power struggle, and Adam, of course, does the most Adam thing, making sure that the invitations don't go out as planned. What were your thoughts on that? I can't even imagine being on this, like, under the same roof as him. I would lose my mind. And it's so frustrating to see because Blake, he should know that it's Adam. Like, who would change the labels to her face? And it's obviously Adam you know, being conniving, and he's always that way. So it's a little frustrating to see him not kind of realize it because he's done it to Fallon for so long. Um, I, uh, you know, good for Crystal. I really like her kind of taking the reins and being on top of the wine tasting and stuff like that and, like, that business because Adam can't be trusted. And hopefully everything goes well in the next, you know, couple episodes with her being in charge because now Adam obviously has his eye injury and all that. So I, uh, I'm totally on Crystal's side. Are you sure. on Adam's or Crystal's? I don't uh, know. Personally, I am torn. Here's my thing. I, I enjoy the character of Adam. However, I obviously know he has hidden agendas and mm-hmm. his own intent. But when it comes to Crystal, I don't know. I can't help but not trust her. Sure, yeah. she might have loyalty to Blake, but I don't know if she has true loyalty to the Carrington name. And as far as Adam goes, he's, he's literally just taking his rightful heir as the son of Blake, which he did not know his entire life. Stephen got to live his life and then shun it, and and Adam never got that chance. And so, sure, we get this villain who's created, but he's not the villain that we want. He's the villain that we deserve as a Carrington. Mm -hmm. So I understand his role. When it comes to when it comes to Crystal, I don't know if she's doing it because she actually is worried about Blake or is she just worried about herself? I think that she just you know, down to the core, doesn't like Adam. Because I, if I was her, I can't imagine meeting someone like that. And you can tell they're conniving. And obviously she loves Blake. And in the beginning, I didn't like her because I said, you know, what? why is she like after this guy? Maybe she wants some money, blah, 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 blah. But Adam is just like next level. I know you like him as a character. I think he's but... a great character. And I also, I also think that Crystal doesn't dislike Adam as much as you're saying. 
Fallon and Adam have a true dislike yeah. for one another. At least Fallon dislikes Adam. Well, maybe now she dislikes him more because what he just did, right? I think so. she simply respects him as an adversary and understands why he's acting the way he does. Yeah. Just doesn't agree with it because she she doesn't take the strong approach. She takes the passive approach of yeah. let's just remove him from the equation instead of let's remove him from the family. Right. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I, he is probably my least favorite on the show. I think because he always has a hidden agenda, and every time it seems in the last episodes, every time something goes wrong, he's behind it. Sure. Aside from you know Fallon with the garden and stuff, doing service hours and whatever, but he's just always lurking in the back. And, he's a lurker. You know. He's definitely a lurker. <laughs> he's definitely a villain. There's no other ways about it. However. His interest is Blake. Blake and yeah. his securing his position with Blake. He he feels that he's making up for this life in the sun uh, that he never got to be. Right. And yeah. he wants everything they want, but he doesn't want it for himself. He wants it because he thinks he deserves it. Crystal, on the other hand, might just want it for herself. And I guess we're going to have to wait to find out. Yeah. But those two clashing at this point, I thought was going to be drawn out a lot longer. But we see with Adam, let's see how he comes back, if he comes back as the same person as he was. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see the next episode, honestly. Dominique, on the other hand, is Adam without the tale, without the storyline, in a way. Clearly, Blake's half-sister, clearly also shunned from the family. So they have a lot of similarities. However, I think Dominique is the one who's way more conniving because she wants it all for herself. She doesn't want to share at all yes. to the point where she's willing to take it from her own son, Jeff. Yeah, that's the sketchy thing about her. And, uh Okay, Adam is who he is, and he, he doesn't own up to it, obviously, because people don't know really how he is. But Dominique is, like, honest to her family, like her two children, about how conniving she is, and she plans stuff with them. But then she goes behind their backs, too. Um, and we see, obviously, at the end with Vanessa. She's calling her, and let's see what happens next. But um, I don't I don't trust her at all. She always has some sort of thing up her sleeve. I, do you think she's a good person? I, I don't think Dominique's a good person at all. In <laughs> fact, she's the most conniving person on the show. And yeah, that is, so, says a lot. And the fact that we're talking about the Carringtons, and we're talking about Fallon, and we're talking about Adam, and we're talking about Blake. And she's the most conniving of them all. Yeah. She is by far past the Carrington conniving, because at least when it comes to Blake, he might be conniving, but it's to set the tone and legacy for his entire family. He thinks he has the best vision. When it comes to Dominique, it's literally for herself. She yes. is willing to partner up with someone outside of the family to take down everyone just so she can get hers. Right. Doesn't it remind you a tiny bit of Alexis from the previous seasons? Of course. It's, it's but even to the next degree. Yes. Because at least Blake, yeah, Blake's always thinking about his family. Alexis thought about her family to the most part. And Dominique, I am excited to see what she has, like, planned because obviously she's sneaking away from her kids again. She's coming, every time she comes in with an apology, I'm like, She's not genuine. So I'm looking forward to seeing Well, not both of the Kobe's agree. Jeff seems to be a lot more forgiving than his sister. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's men like versus woman kind of thing. Maybe, you know, woman's intuition and the daughter is like, 
no, I don't believe it kind of thing. Well, she's always been know. against her mother. I think she, it affected her the most. Yeah. Not having her mother around. Jeff is longing for that mother figure. And... Um, and she is not. She's actually against having her mother around. She might feel some sense of jealousy. There's another family member of a, a female origin in Jeff's life. Yeah. Because she's been trying to get rid of her since day one. Yeah. I, I don't think I would be so welcoming back as Jeff. So I side with her on that. She, like, it just keeps going and going and going with Dominique, it seems. So it, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take her back um, welcoming. Like, she does it every, I don't know, it seems like every other episode she's coming back for an apology and saying, I just want what's best for my kids. But she obviously is just thinking about herself. So Yeah, she does think about herself a lot. Uh, someone who thinks about herself a lot is, of course, Fallon. Fallon sees only things from her perspective, even in the meddling of Liam's relationship, as Liam seems to be getting closer and closer to marrying or remarrying or rehashing his relationship with Ashley. What do you think of Fallon's plot to get Liam back? Aggressive, but... Only in the Fallon way. <laughs> aggressive, but I kind of... Un like, I, I resonate with that, and I think that I... I wouldn't do the same thing, because she went over the top, obviously going like breaking the restraining order and doing all this stuff but i would be so frustrated if i were her can you imagine just like being so in love with someone and then they're like gonna marry someone else that was their ex or something uh i would not probably break into their uh house but i would try and give them that manuscript and everything and i think she kind of did the right thing but it was Everything that happened in the end with him saying he wants to be alone, I think that was the best for everyone. Liam saying he wants to be alone? Yeah, he wants to be single and, you know. He just wants time to figure it out, which I can understand. He's going mm -hmm. through a horrible ordeal. He's gone through trauma. He's gone through uh, amnesia. He doesn't, he needs time. And, and that's yeah. one thing Fallon, of course, being the selfish Fallon that she is, is not willing to give him. She wants things to go right away because she is a brat Fallon is a brat and and mm -hmm. we see that as she approaches and even though we like Fallon so much to see her throw this Hail Mary and try to revisit and remind him through the use of his own personal manuscript of the book that he read and you know it's interesting because the same thing came to bite her in the ass at the end because he says well I read it and it didn't make me feel anything for you in fact I, if this is the character that you are you're selfish and you're callous and you're dangerous and you're horrible. And yeah. it didn't make me love you at all. In fact, I need more my dis I need even more distance from you. I'm not ready to marry. It worked in the fact that Liam is no longer ready to marry Ashley so quickly, but yeah. at the same time, it distanced him from Fallon because Fallon is all those things and yeah. she has been for sure. And so Liam is well within his right. And Fallon shows that because even though Sam who even she notes has been this amazing, like matured. I've spoken about his maturity throughout the season. Going into this season, he's just such a different. He's a hotelier, as he says. Yeah. Well, he's different. She, as soon as he thought he was out, she brings him back in. Now <laughs> he's back on the plan, the Fallon plan, going in, breaking into their ho household, 
going through with her crazy scheme just to get the manuscript back and with no regards to the fact that he's busy and he has a hotel to run and he has things to do. Fallon really tends to only think of herself. Yeah, she is really selfish. And you know what? Maybe the next episode or throughout the next couple weeks, we'll see her take that. Like, she's going to be maybe a little bit heartbroken and reflect on that and be like, I don't need to be as selfish. I feel like she might try and still be in Liam's life. It's possible. Of course she will. For sure. She's not the one to give up. She's not one to to just let things go. We've seen that, especially in the way she got Liam to begin with. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that Fallon didn't contact Monica, Jeff's sister, who is her technically her best friend and her, her co-defendant in many situations to help her. And, yeah. and instead went with Sam, who is also her close friend, but just because Sam has been distant and we saw Monica and Fallon interact last episode. Yeah. So I thought that they would revisit that and this would be the way it played, but it didn't play that way. But that's why we have the show and that's why we enjoy talking about all things Dynasty and we appreciate each and every one of you and your comments below. Your theories are amazing. Amazing. We enjoy everything you have to say. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for continuing to make us the ESPN of TV talk. We do love your comments. Subscribe, like, share, spread the word, share the news. We are the best dynasty after show on the planet. That's not my opinion. That's all of yours because many of you have left comments on our iTunes. So if you're listening to us on iTunes right now, give us that five stars we so greatly deserve. And we will definitely be giving all of you shout outs and talking to the chat. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Let's get into some some good stuff with with that with that wine tasting party. Yes. Okay, so Dominique, you know, obviously puts it was poison, I assume, or something. It was something. It, she injected it, something. it. We didn't get to see the after effects. So I know. So. I don't know if it's gonna play later or what the point of that was. She injects something in the wine and we never get to see what it is. And why she even had that on her to begin with? How do you even get a wine? Like it had like the little yeah, the needle. It was just like a needle, needle thing. Sure. I yeah, I was expecting a lot more from the outcome. Obviously, the gas leak from the beginning. Uh, maybe she would set something on fire. The whole house would go on fire again because uh, there's gas everywhere. And then her poisoning. We didn't see any poisoning. But the party's over, so maybe it'll come up in the next episode somehow. Like, someone has a glass of wine, they get poisoned. I can't tell, (laughs) because she got out of there when that accident happened with Adam, and then we don't hear anything else about it. Yeah, she definitely got out. That wine-tasting party was a setup from the beginning. So it sets up the Adam and Crystal power struggle. It sets up Blake and Crystal having issues because Blake doesn't feel as involved. Adam set Crystal up. We're not sure if Adam was the one who put Crystal's face on the wine bottles, but we're going to assume. He definitely did. There could be more there. We also see that the guest list, Blake is a dinosaur relic of the past, and here Crystal's trying to move the family and this particular business into the future with with facts. I mean, her ideas were actually, I thought, very good to bring in influencers, to get a lot of young people. Yeah, like celebrities, Beyonce, they talked about. Exactly, and they're saying specifically, your wine business is going down, and it's the last thing we got. Blake keeps saying it's the last thing we have. Which is letting me know that money troubles are on the horizon. So we should figure out where that's going to go here. Up till now, we've had an unlimited 
pool of resource and income, but it's coming to a close. It's coming to an end. That could be something where they're foreshadowing for later. Yeah. However, as far as the wine tasting party, we saw everyone. I did expect something to happen with the poison that Dominique injected. We didn't see that play out Not at all. Yet, and I then guess. the explosion, which was just a small minor explosion upstairs, all caused by this wine tasting in a way because Adam, anything he touches turns to mush. He goes and tries to hide the basket and then inadvertently turns the gas on and the gas is leaking and leads up to the events where he, the explosion blows his eyes out. Well, do we know if he's going to be blind or not? We don't know. He doesn't but, know. He says, as a doctor, he's like, this is, this, uh, it doesn't look good. And, and Blake says, you're a Carrington. If anyone has chances, it's you. Exactly. My question is to you, because you're kind of an Adam fan. Are you like his character? Do you hope that he kind of loses sight? I know that's really bad to say. I'm hoping that it humbles him or makes him more dangerous. I hope there's a change. I hope that they don't just play the eye thing as if it's nothing. He's going to get better and then we forget about it. I need there to be some type of character adjustment based on this new affliction that he is facing and that's what's important to me i like adam i like him being ruthless this season we've actually seen a more mild tame adam this is an adam who's not as ruthless he isn't (laughs) he's not as ruthless he doesn't have a agenda so much he's almost sniveling and groveling he's not as much he's much more of a sidekick than he was last last season last season he was the villain now he's a sidekick he's just hobbling around just trying to he's mischievous he's a poltergeist yeah he just he's still doing cops. he's yeah he's still if he doesn't have his way he's a brat and he's just gonna do stuff to ruin everything so he is mischievous and yeah he's not as bad as the last episode he used to be blake he now still he's bugs me because you know it's like i want i like fallon as you know and they always just rival and then uh, I want to see her do well with Liam, and obviously that didn't work out. But he, yeah, he's sneaky. He gets in there. He's very sneaky. Of course, yeah. we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it plays out with his 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 eyes. I want to know at home in the comments below before the next episode. Does Liam have his eyesight or no? We need to talk about that. And they brought up some interesting things when it came to this wine tasting and Liam. They brought up the fact that uh, we have a different face for Alexis. We They brought up the fact that Liam has been trouble. And all these things about, uh, not Liam, about uh, Adam. So make sure to tell us what you think about Adam as a character in the comments below. Can't wait to hear from you. We have a new hotel guest in the hotel. The soccer player from Cuba who is running away from this mafioso family that brought him into the country. Cody is his name, right? Yes. Yes. And I I think as soon as he was introduced through Cole Hayne to Kirby, he's like checking her out, like elevator eyes, like up and down. There's something there. Oh, there's and she there. saw and it. She goes, of course she and noticed she it. And she saw it. Best and way to get under Cole Hayne's skin is to go to his room. Is it... Because she wants to get under Colhane's skin 100%. and um, her dad, Anders? I think it's all of the above. I yeah. think that she realizes that she can kill all these birds with one stone. One delicious Cuban stone, as it may be. I feel like it's going to be bad news because there's obviously something he's hiding. And he's cooped up in this hotel. And then it's going to be her versus you know Sam and 
Anders, and it's going to be this whole debacle. But I'm interested to see what will happen. I think, you know, maybe she needs a rebound because she was pretty upset about Colleen. So. I think that she's playing this. She's creating tension. She's causing a problem. Kirby and Anders had a conversation about this where Kirby is so upset and yeah. says to Anders, why are you dis- doing business with Colhane? And, and Anders is like, you guys dated for all of five minutes. Why are you this upset? How long did they actually date for? Uh, possibly a month because yeah. before it was, it was in between Fallon with the publishing, then Colhane, and then Colhane went to jail. Yeah. I so guess they've been seeing lot. each other, though, for way longer. I don't feel like it was. I don't feel like it was longer than possibly three months maximum. Yeah, three months of hooking up or whatever. Exactly. There was. She's put a lot of pressure on this relationship that mm-hmm. was a relationship to be to a blossoming one. It wasn't one that was full. This isn't a three-year or ten-year relationship they have. This is yeah. simply... It was definitely a, a May, June, July. <laughs> May, June, July. Yeah, it was a one spring of those, fling. Not even, not even a spring fling. Spring fling comes with some romance. There wasn't a lot of romance. There was just yeah, a lot of were, lust. Yeah, lust. Hooking up. And, and Kirby's hot. Colleen's hot. Go for it. I yeah. understand. But there wasn't much more to the point where her own father sides with Colleen. He does, but he doesn't. I guess she... I th- it's it's Anders' way of saying, like, you're not that close to me and you don't tell me stuff. Because he was like, why is this such a big deal? Because I feel like they're not close. Like, she could have said to him throughout the relationship, I really like this guy. Um, we are dating now, blah, blah, blah. But she never really, like, said that to Anders, I feel. I think it has a lot more to do with Anders just being like, you need to grow up. Yeah. Because he says it point blank. You need to grow up. You're being immature. Yeah. I mean, she could... Say to him back, hey, well, if you had a girlfriend, blah, 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 but we never see Anders having That's any love Anders interest. Anders is the most mature person on the show. He's the <laughs> one who, despite having what we would see as a low-level servant position, he was the one, the puppeteer, always pulling the strings, always having everyone's back, and obviously yeah. has enough money and power and pull to be now. He's a managing partner of this hotel, so I think Anders is just fine. Uh, I, I think that we're going to see a lot more of Anders and Kirby and their conflict because there's a lot going on with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I look, I like both characters, so I hope to see more of them. But I hope that... I don't see Kirby getting back with Colhane at all, but I see her maybe doing like creating a relationship with Victor. I think that she's creating tension and thinking that his anger towards her is about jealousy and it has a lot to do with the fact that she's actually just another cog in this wheel that he's trying to turn and that's going to cause the problem it's not Colhane being jealous as much as looking down and I see this in actual situations where one person thinks they're making the other jealous when you're just falling out of that person's respect Mm -hmm. they're like really? Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? It's like why can't she just sloppy. go she's out? Of, yeah, why can't you just go out of the hotel, find someone else? Well, no, she's to... doing it on purpose. There's yeah. no reason she saw, she knew that he was looking at her. She Kirby realized what she was doing. She shows up with two glasses and a bottle of wine and is like, "Let's have a drink." I think they Let's were like two forties yeah, of whiskey, two alcohol, two bottles yeah, of alcohol. Yeah, that's she's looking really to for go. trouble. 
She has both I, hands yeah. full to the point where she goes in his room and she knows what's going to happen and she's expecting it. Now, hopefully not something more happens and something that is not even more dramatic. And I also think that the family that helped out uh, the soccer player is actually going to be Crystal's family. I think it's going to be something with Crystal's I family. I was thinking that and too. And Hain is yeah. going to be able to tie them to to worrying him and abusing him and being aggressive towards him. And that's going to be something that comes yeah. out. And Dominique will be involved. I don't something. know if Dominique's going to be involved. We don't, I don't know. I don't she's, think so. I think Dominique has, a different, <laughs> I have, Dominique has a different path. But that's just my opinion. Uh, what was your opinion on the musical? I'm not a huge... I, I know everyone's a big fan of musicals. I'm not a huge, huge fan of musicals. Brie in the booth is having a heart attack as we speak. Oh, I'm sorry, I, Brie. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. No, uh, actually, I would disagree with you, Maddie. I think most people I meet are not fans of musicals. And it's the opposite <laughs> but Brie's a fan. I Let know, me tell you the songs that they play, Brie. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I just... I don't remember from the original show it being a musical... There so, were no musicals. This is yeah. just a, a plot device. This is a yeah. script and literary device. In the Here's end, this, it all made sense. The so. songs that they used, this is during uh, Fallon's, of course. She is basically, she's a victim of the, the gas poisoning and is hallucinating. Yeah. The songs that she hears, uh, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Uh, Blake and Adam sing that. Adam on the piano, Blake on the keys of the music. Phil Collins, Against All Odds. Then, Phil Collins' You Can't Hurry Love, which is actually the Supremes, and I'm glad that they brought that up, because a lot of people think it's Phil Collins' song, but it's not. It was the Supremes' song. And Talking Heads' Burning Down the House, which was an interesting choice as the house we thought was going to burn down, but it didn't. What happened was an explosion, and of course, it affected Adam, who got the brunt of that explosion on his own. Yes. So it was interesting to watch the hallucinations. It was fun. The songs were fun the way they did it. And here's my thing. Usually I'm not a fan of musicals when they happen for no reason, especially when I think that they're simply there to elongate the script. I don't want to do the work, so I just throw in a musical and let it go. But in this one, not only did it make sense, it was fun. And all the songs were fun. Fun songs, too. It it honestly made uh, sense, especially like at the end where it's like, you can't hurry love and then burning down the house. But when they're singing that, I thought the house was going to burn down. So I was like, oh, no, here we go. And from the, initially when uh, Blake was humming uh, Tears for Fears in the opening scene or whatever, I was like, okay, maybe there'll be some like reference to that throughout the episode. So they did it well. I was just, yeah, I was confused. I was like, is this turning into... A musical, um, you know, they, they're all good singers, though. I well, liked it. Well, it is on CW. I think the songs were pre-recorded and then Yeah, it, it, looked, Everybody it wants sounded to a little bit dubbed and auto-tune. a very appropriate song for the Carringtons to sing. Everybody wants to rule the world because we see that as being their their epithet and their, their basically their principle that they, they go on is they want to rule the world. Now, Jeff being back is one of the final plot devices that we see in this episode what are your thoughts on jeff colby returning i think it's good but i think obviously i'm not on dominique's side but i get where she's coming from where if jeff was actually there the whole time in atlanta then you know him and blake would have something would have happened really 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 bad so it's good he went away but stuff's gonna hit the fan i would have said in a 
watch it, but I can't. Um, drama's going to hit the fan, and him and Blake, I feel like, in the next few episodes, are really going to, you know, try and sabotage each other. Um, I don't know. I, I have a bad feeling about him being back. He's not my favorite character either. So. Well, with Jeff, I think that I disagree that Dominique has any interest in Jeff's safety. Or she's been gone for so long, and Jeff yeah, was able but... to. Uh, Jeff was able to handle himself for so long. She he doesn't need the protective nature of Dominique or the fake one that she presents. Mm-hmm. What he really just needs is a person who's on his side, which Monica is, and Dominique is not. Jeff being back does add a different dynamic to the danger that the Carrington family is in. I do wonder why no one is asked why is Jeff back at this point i feel that enough people have seen or noticed that the police should say hey we thought you were murdered turns out that you're not there needs to be a conversation maybe that'll happen next episode and something we need to address this has been two episodes he's been back we saw that reveal in last week's episode and then this week he was just back and so i'm waiting to see how that plays out it's an interesting dynamic that jeff has I still don't know the anger that Jeff has towards the Carringtons. I'm sorry that your family was slighted and as such. However, it's all worked out for you, and you have turned out great in the end. Let it go, Jeff. You have everything, and now you even have your mother back. Yeah. Let it go. Atone, miss, and stop being the something desperate, because that's who I feel is the most. Let's talk about our special segment, Wow. The, the outfit that wowed you the most in this episode. Dynasty is known for its wow moments and its wow outfits. What was the design, fashion, look that you just said wow? I loved um, Fallon's outfit when she was going to bring the, you know, the um, book for Liam. The manuscript. The manuscript, sorry. Um, and uh, she was wearing that, like, flower pantsuit. And... Obviously, she dropped the the manuscript or whatever, but she looked amazing, and it matched the whole garden <laughs> and everything with that. I, I always think her outfits are the best. Um, and then I I loved Sam's outfit when he went to go visit Liam's place. And yeah, he the was, polo. He was wearing a polo, <laughs> and he had the flowers, and he had the Bluetooth. Yeah, and how did they get that in time? I was like, they are so on the ball with all these, you know, these sneaking in and plans and stuff like how could they get that so quickly well it makes it very easy when you have billions of dollars to do these things I I I think the best outfit on the entire episode was Crystal's outfit when she was wearing that ruffled dress when she just had it it was so casual calm cool and collected like she has become Mm -hmm. and yet it was still sexy sleek and slender so it was so great to see that outfit on her the color that pastel matched her skin tone so well I'm liking a lot what they're doing with Mm -hmm. this new crystal so good for them Uh, let's get into some news and gossip shall we yeah So when it comes to news and gossip, we've always been wondering, what is Dynasty doing with all these changes? Uh, And finally, we get this this article from Deadline. The CW president and series EP addressed Dynasty exits, basically saying... There have been a slew of changes on Dynasty over its first two seasons. Once uh, one of the lead roles, Crystal, was recast twice, and now we see a third time. And we also see all these different exits, Alexis and Nicholas Sheridan, and they rest assured we felt that something was going on behind the scenes that we weren't aware about. However, 
And on top of that, by the way, the showrunner changed. So we were thinking, whoa, there's got to be problems and troubles in paradise. However, as for the recastings, they are basically saying that it's nothing nothing personal. It all had to do with their own personal issues and them leaving. And some some of the recasting had to do simply because of unrelated issues. Some made for creative decisions. Some were made for personal reasons and just a confluence of things that happened in a succession, but it's not part of a larger pattern. And on the showrunner front, Sally ran the show for two seasons on a 22-episode model. It was always her plan to pass the baton after a couple of seasons. Josh is an excellent and experienced showrunner. And that has been proven true as season three has given us nothing but goodies all the way through. So rest assured, Dynasty Heads, this might be not be the last change, but the change is always for Good. <laughs> Let's jump into some predictions, shall we? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Maddie Pox, what are your predictions well, for next week's episode? First of all, I'm happy to hear that because I was wondering who would be switched out of characters again. Like, obviously, Crystal has and whatnot. So I was a little worried that everyone would keep switching and what was happening behind the scenes. But that's really good to hear. Everything's going smoothly. My uh, predictions, I think Liam's going to be out of the picture for a while. Sure. Um, he's definitely going to come back, though. I think, knowing Fallon, I think she'll probably try and make him like her again in some sort of, of course. way. She can't give up. Yeah. And uh, Kirby with Cody. I think sparks are going to fly. Maybe something hits the fan. Anders, sure. Anders is going to walk in on something in the hotel or... What not? Um, Dom? Dominique? Um, I want to know what's happening with Vanessa in that phone call. So maybe we'll get to see that next week. Uh, Blake? I'm not too sure. What do you think is going to happen with Blake? Well, I think that we're going to see this bigger power struggle with Crystal and Adam. I don't think it's over. I think Adam comes out of this... uh, afflicted but unscathed, meaning his eyesight is gone, it's temporary. I do still think that the Steven storyline is looming because Adam says I'm his one and only son, the yeah. true heir, but Steven does exist, and even though that Steven is not Blake's son, he is in everything but blood. And I will say this, is that Dominique's agenda will blow up in her face a la Adam because she takes credit for the explosion, and we know that it's not, but it does gain Jeff's sense of respect loyalty and his fear in what Dominique is able to do on the Colhane front I think Colhane and Kirby will have some huge conflict over Kirby's relation with the soccer player that's on the Atlantics I think that family comes back and it's also part of Crystal's and that's a deeper thing Colhane is not out of the water with the FBI and we act like this investigation doesn't go on but Blake is still under indictment for murder let's see how that murder plays out I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But until then, where can people find you if you want to be found, Maddie Pox? I'm on Instagram, at Maddie Pox. Thank you guys so much for watching. That's right. So much fun. I can't wait to see the next episode. And, of course, you can find me at I am Tehran all across the board at I-A-M-T-E-H-R-A-N. And, of course, you can see me hosting and paneling on a slew of other AfterBuzz TV shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows, too. Until next time, we will be talking more Dynasty. I'm sure it's going to... Hit the fan. Bye. Bye. Our thank you. Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Meninos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.